Hey, this is Eric from Video Junkyard. I'm gonna give you a little blast from the past, something I wrote for a blog that I used to write for, but have since stopped maintaining. Maybe we'll go back to doing that someday, but as for the moment, uh, I just have some old reviews. Gonna kind of recording this as a test sample or, uh, prior to starting or recording our first podcast. Who knows, maybe this will end up uh, filling in some space someday. It's uh, my review of Frankenstein 1910. That is the Frankenstein film that the Edison Company produced. This is prior to Universal's 1931 Frankenstein film starring Boris Karloff, which obviously you can tell because it was made in 1910. Uh, Without any further ado, here we go. If I were to ask you to describe Frankenstein's monster to me, most likely you would describe a hulking, square-headed man with a greenish hue and bolts in his neck. This conception of the monster comes not from Mary Shelley's novel, but from the universal 1931 film Frankenstein starring Boris Karloff. More specifically, we owe this vision of the monster to the incredible makeup of Jack Pierce. However, this was not the first time Mary Shelley's novel had been adapted for film. The first time the Frankenstein monster was brought to the screen was in the 1910 one-reel adaptation made by the film studios of Thomas Edison. Frankenstein 1910 was written and directed by J. Cyril Dawley and stars Augustus Phillips as the scientist and Charles Stanton Ogle as his monstrous creation. The story is familiar, a young scientist off to university where he obsessively tries to grasp the foundations of life. In the Edison film, we don't see every detail of the story. Keep in mind, the films the studio was making at the time were one real films, so the challenge for Dolly and the company was to adapt the entire novel of Frankenstein into a 12-minute photo play. There are some liberty ta- liberties taken, and there are totally comfortable with that as they immediately warn their audience following the title card that it has been liberally adapted from the Shelley novel. However, all the major plot points are there. Frankenstein creates a man whom he shuns due to its monstrous appearance. The monster is hurt by his rejection and vows revenge upon his creator. He strives to ruin young Frankenstein's life by taking what he loves most. The ending is an odd choice and probably the least faithful part of the adaptation, but much more optimistic than the end of Shelley's novel. Check the film out if you're curious. The film was made when the art of art form of cinema was in its infancy, and it shows that the potential of the medium has not quite been grasped. Has it ever been? Will it ever be? Discuss amongst yourselves. The special effects and makeup are not quite as wonderful or imaginative as the film's contemporary as the as the films of contemporary French filmmaker Georges Millez. And the camera is not utilized as a storytelling device the way it would begin to be even a decade later. In this film, most of the actions take place in a wide shot, and events play out almost like they would on stage. They do use editing to impose optical effects, and there is a quite impressive scene of the monster growing in the tank as he is created. It looks to me to be a primitive form of stop-motion animation, and the effects definitely still work. There are many interesting things about this film, first and most notably is Frankenstein's creation. The monster is not at all what we have come to know as Frankenstein. The monster is played by Charles Stanton Ogle, and is a twisted caricature of a man. It is beastly and distorted version of a human being. The antithesis of the handsome young Frankenstein. It has long claw-like fingers and its face is sunken and skull-like. It's so different from the universal Karloff monster we all know and love that it's hard to accept that this was the original screen interpretation of Frankenstein's monster. The fact that it came first does not make it correct, but it does make it interesting. Dolly's screenplay also does a very good job of getting to the guts of the story and displays the elements that are visually interesting while filling in gaps in plot development using title cards. This allows him to tell Shelley's story while focusing on the plot points that are more cinematic. Let's not elevate this too much. 
Let's not forget that after the history lesson, this film is an effects film and a horror film. I assume it was successful due to the amazing creation sequence combined and with the unsettling monster. I read that Dolly intended to focus on the moral aspect of the story and not the horrific elements, but imagine if you can that you've not seen films before. If you have, they have not been like this. The events depicted before were limited entirely to the imagination of the reader of Mary Shelley's novel. Even the seeing dramatization Frankenstein on the stage could not prepare the viewer to watch a body grow inside a vat from a skeleton and slowly become a hideous monster. This was a new experience for most people who it would have been watching at the time. If you're interested in genre films, silent films, or film history at all, you should take the time to check this out. It's only 12 minutes after all, and it's on YouTube, it's entirely free. I think you'll enjoy it, or at least its contrast with its more recognizable successor. That is my review of Frankenstein 1910. I gave it three and a half stars, my grade a B minus. These are rating systems from uh, the old blog. I'm not sure we'll be using anything like that in the future on Video Junkyard. But this is Eric from Video Junkyard. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll keep you posted with more in the future.